0: Welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jen Shippel. And that is Steve Jones. And uh, we have have a really big, cool band on the show today. So I'm just going to put that out there that, uh, you know, this is one of those that kind of fell in my lap a little bit, and I'm pretty excited to have them on.
1: It's nice when those come around. And uh, in a former podcast, mm, not this past one, but maybe the one before that, you were hinting you were hinting at this band. I
0: did, and you.
1: And what was the what was the hint? Just to get uh, people uh, up to I speed. I don't know, here. But,
0: I, but I should have said they're not clothed men. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you
1: said something about a fountain.
0: A fountain? Uh, I don't know. I said '90s. I know that. Like.
1: You said a fountain.
0: Uh, oh okay. I, what does a fountain have to do with this band? I don't remember uh, that that clue.
1: You said a fountain.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You tell me. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, Jens. What are we starting off with? <laughs> uh, I never know where this is going to go. So, uh, yeah. So exciting stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so let's say who it is because we have a lot of content on this show today. This is going to be one of those, you have like one of those baggies and you're like filling it, you know, you're just trying to fit everything into it, This is that's this podcast. We have so much great content for you here on the, the program today, because we have the interview with the band, which you're going to tell you, which you already know because it says it on the title of the episode, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then we have tons of performances uh, from... Uh, from bands that played at Live in the Vineyard Night One, we're covering Night One here on the podcast of Live in the Vineyard. It's two nights uh, extravaganza,
1: exciting, which you had the uh, opportunity to go to, did, and um, you got to be part of that exciting moment, and uh, and you're here to tell about it.
0: I am, I am, and we'll call it Chicka Rock Night on uh, from Live in the Vineyard because it's uh, uh, all female musicians uh, on the the uh, on the program, except for Betty ladies which also <laughs> kind of ties in there to uh to the chick theme
1: yeah yeah nice, <laughs> nice, nice. so the chick thing was that uh did it just kind of uh, come together that way i wasn't you know?
0: in, i wasn't in the planning committee for live in the vineyard but i, I think they probably were intentional about that, that. They did I, it I, after they kind of identified what bands were playing they're like hmm you know, this is very, a lot of female musicians. Maybe we'll just put all of those in one night. How about that?
1: So, why didn't they just call it like Lilith's Fair?
0: And pretty much, right? Uh, but they were hinting at having like next year's Live in the Vineyard be country. Mm. Which uh, I don't know how stoked I am on, but some of these artists are country artists. And I will tell you, not being a country guy myself, um, that uh, some of the performances were really actually pretty good. Um, mm. I was surprised by. How much I, um, I mean, it was, I mean, that I, that I was into more, as much as I, I was, you know, not that I was uh, goo-goo dolls for them or Gaga. I was going to go go-go. Uh, I was going for the go-goes in the girl thing, but I just went <laughs> 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 Well,
1: you could go a lot of ways yeah. with that, you know, like radio goo-goo, radio right. gaga. Or you could go like uh, yeah. Lady Gaga, you know. Lady I know gaga. you're a huge fan of her. Yes, yeah, so. so of course. Yeah. I, about country music, I'm a huge country music fan. I didn't know if I ever told you this, but I, I mean, like Taylor Swift was one of my my favorite I mean, country I know music oh, no, because I thinking, she sounds so much like country, especially especially like her latest album. Okay, she's got that nice like country rhythm with like.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think she does come from country roots, right? Didn't she start out like more country than pop?
1: Yeah, she did. I think. Yeah, right? I'm joking. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're joking. Okay. Uh, I couldn't name a single country artist. Uh, Garth Brooks. He <laughs> was a big go. deal. Yes, he was. He was a big deal. I was never really a Garth Brooks guy.
0: I did I did like country when I was a kid, um, which I just admitted on the podcast. And I You admitted
1: have. that. Yeah, um, you admitted that. I want to say there are probably a few artists that I liked, but maybe just because they had cool names, like Hank Williams. You know, that's a cool name, but uh-huh. I couldn't tell you a single so- uh, Hank you Williams song. You just like song. his name, okay. I just like his name. Yeah, okay. And they, have, they wear cool hats. Yeah, they do? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, cowboy hats. You can get a cowboy hat.
1: Yeah. We- I think one day I'll show up with a cowboy hat so I can feel like... You know, I'm part of it.
0: Part of the scene. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do that. And uh, I mean, I'll let you know who we're uh, going to play songs from from Live in the Vineyard. Night one was a band called Joseph. Um, they opened the the festival. Then there was Haim, um, Julia Michaels, ZZ Ward, Lindsay L., and Sarah Evans. Again, all female musicians. Um, and there were a couple, I mean, one of the cool things about Live in the Vineyard, well, The coolest thing for me, uh, personally, I mean, besides having these intimate uh, experiences, is that a lot of the performances are acoustic. They're stripped down and acoustic. Now, Night One didn't adhere as much to that. There were some drum sets there were two drum sets on stage so two of the bands used drum sets there was some bass i kind of feel like the acoustic feel needs to strip away the the actual drum like some people use the the drums that you sit on like brendan james's guy Mm -hmm. did when when he was here on the
1: right here on this patio yeah yeah
0: yeah, exactly right like some do that instead of an actual full drum kit Mm -hmm. you know um and and there probably shouldn't be bass when you're stripping it down like that um but night two, there were some more of those more kind of acoustic feel mm. feels of that but um but still some cool performances from live in the vineyard cool, yeah, so. Um, so before we get into all the great content we do we have on the podcast, cause we do have a lot Yens.
1: We do. Uh, we're going to be here for hours.
0: Yeah. I know you're itching to tell people how they can support the podcast.
1: I, I am. I am. So, um, you know, social media is the way to go. Facebook, um, concert pipeline pod. That's how you get a hold of us on Facebook, um, or concert pipeline on YouTube and Instagram and um, occasionally, um, we are, you know, we do stuff on uh, uh, Periscope, but uh, Twitter, definitely Twitter.
0: All at Concert Pipeline, except for Facebook. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> should have made that one easier. But, um, but yeah, so lots of ways to get a hold of us. And if you check out our Facebook page, you can check out performances from all of the bands that play live in the Vineyard. You can check out video uh, from the very front um, of the venue. like So really uh, good good video of uh, each of the bands and artists that played both nights of Live in the Vineyard. Yeah, that's all on the Facebook page. It's all spammed there. So you check it out. And uh, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes also. And if you don't have um, a, an iPhone, we won't hate on you. You can uh, check it out on um, Stitch, the Stitcher app.
1: I was going to say Twitcher.
0: Twitcher, the Twitcher, the, stitcher. Twitchers, the Twitcher, Twitcher <laughs> app. Like,
1: oh, that's not the name of it. A Stitcher. Uh, okay, yes. yeah, but definitely, definitely, uh, we got tons of awesome content uh, on Facebook. Check it out.
0: Yes. So we're gonna start it out here with a great chat that I had. Um, we're having bare naked ladies on. They have a new album coming out um, on the 17th. So right around the corner, uh, called Live Nudes. And, um, and I got a chance to, uh, to chat with, uh, their, um, their bassist, uh, Jim Cregan, um, about the album, about, uh, you know, their being, you know, performing in Canada, being from Canada, um, and, uh, those audiences, the upcoming tour, when we can expect to see them back in the United States again, um, as well as, uh. Uh, They've they performed in Napa a couple of times over the past two years, actually. They played, mm. they played Bottle Rock, um, and they also uh, played Live in the Vineyard oh, last, yeah. last year. So tying it all in.
1: That's amazing.
0: So, um, so yeah. So we're going to start it out here with uh, the interview with uh, Jim from, from Bare Naked Ladies. Let's bring Jim on in.
2: Hey, this is Jim Cregan from Bare Naked Ladies, and you're listening to Concert Pipeline Podcast.
0: Jim, how are you doing? It's- Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, Steve. Hey, thanks for being on the the program. Uh, look forward to our our chat right now. Uh, y- yeah, man. You guys are in uh, Alberta right now, right? We're in Alberta, Camrose. Yeah, on this uh, big bare naked ladies uh, Canada tour. So, how does it uh, feel to do do shows in kind of your uh, in in Canada? Obviously, where you guys are from. How are their shows going? Well,
2: I, <coughs> well, I think it's I think what's special about this one is that. We're hitting towns that we hadn't been to before, um, you know, smaller towns. Um, it sort of reminds us of when we uh, went out on the. I think it's a crazy name, but the Mr. Rock and all you can eat salad bar tour uh-huh. in 1992, uh-huh. uh, where we um, we 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 played like 77 shows in four months. Wow! We just we went everywhere in Can, and that was all in Canada. So. You know, we play a lot of small towns that we haven't been to since. Uh, we've gone to the bigger places, you know, like we're in Camrose right now, but usually we go to Edmonton and play the Jubilee there. So uh, this tour is kind of special that way. But I, I think we're coming back um, through Edmonton as well.
0: Yeah. So so do you feel like a different dynamic in the small towns uh, versus uh, the uh, the bigger uh, provinces in Canada?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. When the, the shows we're doing are are uh, like theater shows, so it's a real sit down audiences, uh, audience experience. So, it's, um, you know, and, and occasionally they'll get up. You know, you have to kind of you see where the wind blows that night. But we've been fortunate to get everybody rocking you know, every night so far. But it's it's not a given. You know, it's not like it's it's not like an arena show where everybody's standing right off the top. It's it's like a and what I, what you get from that is you, you have a little more opportunity to um, have a little more subtlety in the music and you know uh, interacting with the audience so that's been really fun. You can really let like you can be a little more subtle with timing um, and uh, we've been taking advantage of that we're actually opening up uh, these two, the the one five oh tour um We've been opening up for ourselves, basically, in yeah. an acoustic environment. Yeah. So it's just us. You know, Ty's playing a small kit. Ed's on acoustic guitar. I'm on double bass. Kev's on piano and accordion and guitar. And so it's 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 kind of a, a nice way to start things off. And we've been mixing it up with some old songs. Um. That you know maybe some of these people haven't heard live, uh, and they were into they were fans of ours and in the early 90s so it's but we we definitely you know it's been fun playing you know playing on me uh you know songs you know in that acoustic setup the way we would have played it in early 90s and then we'll we'll mix it up acoustically with some brand new songs or songs that we you know that we just played a song called vanishing last night in prince albert which was you know it was really cool cuz it's new for us like it's 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 in our catalog but we it's it's a perfect environment to kind of let let the song be ex- more exposed you know it's it's bare bones instrumentation so
0: yeah yeah it's been
2: fun for us that way
0: and so with a catalog it's as uh, expansive as yours is this is your i believe 15th studio album right so like do you, yeah. Do you, I mean, there's only so much time in an evening. Are there, uh, do you guys go in and kind of, before starting a tour, and say, okay, we're going to play this song that we haven't, you know, touched in 15, 20 years and, and kind of bring stuff out for the uh, uh, the fans that have been around for a long time like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, we've, we've actually, we're making decisions on the fly in a lot of the ways. Uh, like yesterday, Vanishing was one, playing mm-hmm. other One Silver Ball a couple of records ago, and uh yeah, and so, and but what what's great about this format is that we're able to kind of bring stuff in, play it, and then go okay let's let's move on, you know, yeah, we're really taking advantage of the catalog and and there's you know there's there's many that're buried in there, and we hear from fans too, right? they're kind of getting onto it that they that with their own stuff in, so they're getting some requests from some deep cuts.
0: Yeah. And from, from the deep cuts to, like you mentioned, some, uh, you're playing some new stuff. The new album is fake nude and we'll talk about that in just a second, but how much of that album are you kind of introducing on, on this tour that since it really hasn't come out yet or has it in Canada?
2: Um, we've been releasing these like, like pre album release songs and we're playing a lot of, we're playing those almost every night, but there's about five or six of them. And, uh, what's been great is that they've been like really great, like just pillars of the set, you know, like they're working right along the one weeks and the $1 million. And it's, so it's, it's really been fun. Like it, it, it's, it's always a relief to have a song that you a new song you're presenting that has an instant sort of gets an instant reaction from the audience. So, um, that's been really good. It's been working out well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So so tell me a little bit about uh the the album. I've had a chance to listen to it a couple of times now and I mean t- uh, for me it seems cool, like thanks. Yeah, for sure. No. I mean it's uh it's really cool. I mean it has some real upbeat and then it kind of uh, uh a little later into it it kind of slows down and I like the acoustic feel um a little later in the album as well. Um Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it feels like a a different chapter in your guys' book a a, a little bit. Can you tell me about your approach to creating fake nudes? Well, I think we're pretty much uh, trying to be as true to the song
2: as possible. You know, it has a song, uh, Canada Dry, that just really sort of, it does have that original uh, approach. Ingrained in the song, you know, just very—it's a very sit around living room uh, kind of song that we would have played. We could have played 30 years ago, and um, and then it's you know, and then it's mixed with some stuff where you know it's it's a real jam, and and uh, we have both sides to us now. You know, we've gone through many different you know versions of ourselves and musically, and I think we're just we're playing to. Some energy stuff. We're playing some acoustic stuff. And then what's great about, really unique about this record is Kev has some songs uh, that are in the in the record that really have they're really impressionistic. You know, they really take you on a a real uh, tour of the landscapes in a way. And uh, and so it's it's I, I'm really enjoying those songs, Kev's songs as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, so like like I said, so br- like kind of bringing it home is feels like a a you know big ballad like uh, that's something you can really get the crowd worked up on, and then like all the way down to like navigate uh, that's it that has the yeah. you know the piano feel, and and I just I mean I love the different tones that you kind of explore. You've always seemed like one of those bands that isn't afraid to test different waters, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> even with Gordon, you know, if you take it back to the first record, we'd mix you know Enid with. You know the flag there's and, and th- those are all sides of the band that that we we really want to explore. And um, so I guess in, in a lot of ways we're doing that again in this last one, you know, with bringing it home and uh, navigate and uh, township of, Township of King. You know, those songs are they're really they're really on different parts of the spectrum, but I feel like it really creates a really nice balance to the record and a a real uh, conversation in a way.
0: Yeah. And you guys, uh, you guys made, uh, looking up, uh, with, uh, Kevin and Sam from better than Ezra. You have some other kind of collaborations in there. Tell me a little bit about how that comes about. I know you guys have been friends with better than Ezra forever, probably. Right.
2: Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it, the Kevin and, Kevin's been co-writing with Ed for the past, I think, two to three records, and they just—they just have a really good time together. It's—it's a—it's a nice uh, co-writing experience for Ed, and, and in a lot of ways, it kind of kicks it off his process. He goes down to uh, Kevin Thompson, and they write, and just—they just—they just bang off a tune, yeah. and then it kind of gets Ed in the mode and then he and he can finish off like, you know, nine other ones. So it's, it's been really great. And he's a, he's a great guy. We're hoping a to tour with them coming up actually.
0: That would be really cool. That'd be a lot of fun. I'm sure for yeah. you guys. <laughs> um, so uh, tell me about the experience of you have uh, Brian Wilson and then uh, he at one point like covered Brian Wilson, right? Tell me about that experience.
2: Yeah. Well, that was pretty surreal. I mean, when we, you know, when Steve uh, wrote that, it was like we, you know, I, I think we just tapped into Brian Wilson's experience, and it, and actually, from playing the song, I, I, I and exploring, um, you know, learning more about his life, it uh, it became this sort of connection that we had to his music and and his story and uh, and so it was an amazing thing or sort of surreal thing when uh, he came to the studio when we, when we were recording Maroon and he, uh, <laughs> he which was Cello Studios where he recorded Pet Sounds yeah so he came into the studio where we were recording and asked if it was cool if he in his band sang art version of uh Brian Wilson in his live show and we are like yeah it's cool Brian <laughs> it's <laughs> beyond cool, right of course yeah. maybe maybe it would have been cool if we asked you if we used your name in the song <laughs> it, you know uh but we uh anyways and, and you know we, it was in the place we recorded the, you know amazing iconic record and uh, it, uh and then later, actually, we record. We uh, performed at a tribute to him, where he was, we sang uh, one of his songs. I Can around, Sea on the ocean. I on the ocean, I think that's the one we sang. Yeah, and it was amazing to just collaborate with him and and to have him answer back uh, to us with that song. And so, uh, yeah. No that was a huge thing. We actually got to get, go up on stage and sing um that song I can't, remember, the, <laughs> can't yeah. remember we sang with the band a acapella that descending line and uh that was that was another you know career highlight yeah.
0: Probably. Yeah, I. Uh, so you mentioned who would
2: have who would have known when it, we were nineteen and playing that tune and you know that it would actually connect with a guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like I mean, you, with a, a career, I mean that you guys have at this point that has expended so long. Like, that's obviously like you mentioned a career highlight. What are what are some of the other career highlights for you that have uh, really been like you know, hey, wow, I can't believe I I get to do this and, and I'm in this spot with this in a, and get to experience this.
2: Well, I think that con- connecting through music with your with your you know heroes um that's something our career has allowed us to do <clears throat> like connecting with Neil young and playing at bridge school
3: yeah. was
2: and, uh, and talking to him and realizing you know he is the guy in his songs he is the guy like he he and 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 meeting people like neil. And, Jane Sibere, um, and realizing that they there's something that I always find with people who have really uh, uh, made an impact with their art and music, and is that they are the most down to earth people, like the most uh, sort of aware and very very. They, there's this quality. Uh, it's hard to describe in, in folks like 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 you know Young. Is that they listen really well, like they listen to everything you're saying—not only what you're saying, but what you mean. And and I found that working with Sarah McLaughlin was a huge highlight for me. And I she sometimes continues to ask me to play with her. And um, yeah, I, I think that you know Randy Bachman, we got to meet him and play with him. Um, like. But, you know, it, another thing that I found is a really career highlight for me is oddly that I've done some work with my community at home, and um, there was this one experience where I with a group of parents, uh, volunteers, and we worked with this show club. We made our own show, written and performed by the kids and the parents, and it was, uh, it was about our school, our, our experience, and that was another career highlight in a different way. Yeah, you know. And I love sort of going out there, just getting that inspiration and that connection with with my my heroes, and then bringing it back home and and sharing that with my community. Like the, it forward, the two, yeah. the two really work well together. You know, and it, and, it, and in some ways, it really reaffirms. You know, through meeting Neil Young, you know. Mm-hmm it reaffirms why I do this, but that feeling that I had when I listened to a Neil Young song, Helpless, you know, Harvest, how that that feeling is real, and it's it's important to pay attention to that, and to also, that, that feeling that you get from collaborating with Neil Young, that same feeling can relate to people in your community, you know? That same feeling of really, really, being true to the art and making something that is that speaks to your heart you know and I think that's the biggest thing that I gotta say is that I got from this career so far
0: yeah yeah well that is that is huge and so uh, talking about kind of you and your experience in your I mean in the in the band you you play electric bass and also double bass like tell me about your approach um, going into uh, a song, like how do how deter- you determine um, which to use and wh- what fits where?
2: You know, sometimes it just has to do with um, what sounds good, um, and uh, but it, what sounds good in the song, you know? It all comes back to the song, and uh, I'm lucky I have a few flavors as far as electric basses, you know, some precision basses, some, you know, five string basses get a real deep sound, something that growls more than the other thing, something that thumps more than the other thing. And the double bass with the bow and the, and the double bass really is, it's the earth shatterer. You know, it's really deep. And um, it really comes down to what we're trying to achieve um, emotionally in the song for, you know, the feel. And, uh, it, you know, right away when you found the right, the right texture. And, uh, it's just, so just paying attention to your instincts and bouncing it off the other guys, what they think. And yeah, yeah. On this record, we, we actually even went kind of Pino Palladino in one song. Um, I forget what song it is. Uh, you and me, you and me against the world. Uh, it was we um, really kind of went back to like a Paul Young kind of vibe within the chorus, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that was just you know it was it was it felt right right away and and I guess that's something that I come through with experience and working with together for so long is that you learn to trust those instincts in the moment, you know, you don't second guess it. it's like, okay, this is it. It's, let's go with it. Don't change your mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and you, uh, talking about kind of being together for so long, you guys are coming up on the 30th anniversary of bare naked ladies. Is that, what does that mean to you? Uh, and is it just a number or is it just, I mean, is it kind of monumental of something for you?
2: Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, definitely. You know, the number 30 comes up, and I remember thinking about Rush and that they were 30 years in, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, how is that possible?" Yeah. But it's uh, it's a that's a big number of years to be, you know, in in the same band and with these guys and going through life together, and it, I think it just causes for some reflection, and um, I think, you know. For us, fortunately, also we're still really, really creative together. You know, we got this two new records coming out this year: the Persuasions record plus Fake Nudes, and um, you know, just to get back to that point of like how we've really, bec- really come to trust each other's instincts, and um, and that comes over time. You know, I remember when I was I was in New York City. I lived there for a year in like '97. And I was thinking about, what do I have to offer this city? You know, every artist has come through here, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I I came to the conclusion. It's when I'm with my bandmates. We're like no other thing out there. (laughs) We make a thing, and it comes from time spent together, time playing with each other, time, you know, resolving issues, you know, really uh, being down to earth with each other, and you can hear that in the music. And so, um, I think after 30 years, it, it really is something to celebrate, you know, <laughs> I don't take it for granted
0: absolutely um and so i, I know we have uh, just a little bit of time left but i want to um, i want to ask you about um big bang i mean uh, I'd, I'd be in trouble if i didn't my sister is obsessed with that show and, <laughs> and, and, and and yeah right and and so it's a piece of your show that you you guys uh, i mean you guys found that it's such a fan favorite that you incorporated into every show you guys do now right so Tell me me about the experience and what that did uh, for your band. Was it kind of like a rejuvenation? Was it kind of this new audience for you guys?
2: Uh, Well, we had no idea when when we made it that it would be that popular. Um, I do remember it being a really just creative process. You know, it was like um, Bill Prady and, you know, those guys were really, really great to just collaborate ideas with. And so it made it effortless. And then we just let it sleep for a little while. We didn't play it live for a while. And it wasn't until I think it was like our four, first four piece show that we went, you know, we should play this song. And It yeah. was before the show had kind of taken off. We were like, why aren't we playing this awesome, energetic song you could put in the set anywhere? You know, who cares if they've seen the show? So we started playing it and it was sort of one of I sort of see it as one of those songs that really uh is the sound of our, our four piece now. And um and and then the show took off and it and it, it that song had more significance. And so uh I don't know, it's I think it's um we're fortunate. But also it 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 was for me it also resembles uh, like it also signifies like us, sort of, new chapter of the band.
0: Yeah, for sure. And your, well, I, I know one of your favorite songs is "If I Had a Million Dollars," right? I mean, and that's become such a <laughs> that's become such a. I mean, it's been forever such a staple of your show. I remember when, like, when the first time I saw you guys is like 2000, I think, and. Uh, and it was one of my favorite live shows ever, you know. And th- I mean, that point when you're playing that song on stage, it's just always this incredible energy and excitement, and che- you know, macaroni everywhere sort of feel, right? Yeah, you know, we we it, it
2: it it is one of my favorite songs because it I get to sit back and play it, and it's like the audience is playing it. Like, I really feel like feels like it floats. And um, uh, in, in the, out in the in the audience, <laughs> it's kind of it a you can just see it on people's faces, looking at each other, or you know sharing memories, a time in their life when that song was the like sort of at the center of it, or was the soundtrack for it. And so for me, it's just wow, what a treat to be able to just play that song, mess around with it. We have fun with it every night. And people, are, it's in the spirit of the tune, and people are game. You know, it's it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, we're lucky to have a song like that.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm based in Napa, California, um, which you've you guys have played actually a couple of times in the past couple of years. You played Bottle Rock, and then last year, Live in the Vineyard, which was. Uh, I mean, a really cool, different sort of performance. I mean, they're—I mean, you're playing a bottle rock where tens of thousands of people are out in the the crowd, you know, watching you. And then uh, a different feel for live in the vineyard, where there's—it's a theater, and uh, you got a limited set, but it's acoustic and and really kind of bare bones, but uh, but awesome at the same time. So, thank you for coming to Napa first. But um, when can we expect uh, you guys to come back to the Bay Area? What are you thinking for a U.S. tour? Or is that still not uh, out yet? Yeah, it's coming it's we uh, we're, we're going to be touring and probably coming through
2: there in the summer. We're we're putting together a last summer on earth tour. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's going to be this summer. Nice. In nice. July. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, well, Jim, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. We're really excited about uh, Fake Nudes. The, uh, album's out November seventeenth, and uh, and like I said, it's uh, it's got a real, uh, real energy. I mean, uh, energy to it, kind of, and uh, and I, I dig it. So thanks for thanks for taking the time today. Awesome.
2: Thank you so much. All right, Steve.
0: That was the interview with Jim Cregan from Bare Naked Ladies. From, yeah from Toronto Canada and and yens while we're talking about Canada you recently visited
1: the great white north I did I did I um, flew beyond the border um, on the west coast side though I didn't uh, never been to the east side of of Canada but um flew to Vancouver and um Talked about that uh, a couple podcasts ago, and I've got a story to share from Canada.
0: You do. What do you got? I'm interested.
1: This is like, um, I don't know if this is just, you know, um, something that I do, or if this is just kind of a, you know, uh, something that happens in Canada, uh, or maybe just in Vancouver, or I don't know if it's a cultural experience, or... Anyway, so, um, uh, we went to see uh, Roger Waters, so it was my my wife, me... um, a friend that we've got up there. Uh, some friends from here. Uh my dad. This is an important part of the story. My dad was okay, there. Okay,
0: your dad was
1: there. Okay, so my dad is not a music fan. And he's really. not
0: far from Canada and himself, by the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. He he lives uh in Seattle, so he just kind of drove up. Um well not kind of, he did. Got in the car and <laughs> <Kind> drove. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of business. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, so he drove three hours up and uh, you know, met us um, up there. So uh Uh, That was for the Roger Waters show, um, and we saw uh, Roger on the very last day of his U.S. tour. Um, Okay, so we were there a few days uh, before the concert.
0: And you say U.S., you mean North American
1: tour. North American tour.
0: Because Canada...
1: It's, it's too too much, not part of the U.S. I know, yeah, and I, I I know that I'm sure the Canadians are always very sad, you know, that they're, that they're not <laughs> no, part of the a, U.S.,
0: especially in, right now, right? <laughs> right, because
1: like, this country's so awesome. Wish
0: we were you right now, right? <laughs> 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 I'm sure they say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: um, okay, so uh, I was walking down. Um, robson street that's the uh that's one of the the main streets uh that has all the shopping and stuff on it and in the middle of downtown there's this little area that's uh that's like half a block long uh it's just kind of a short block and it's it's uh there's no traffic allowed so it's kind of a, a place where you know events happen so this was i think on a saturday saturday and there was a uh there was a um what are these things called? Uh, one of these markets, you know, where you go to. Okay. Or, you go, it's you street buy. Street fair. Or no, something, like, like a, if you go, you buy organic food okay. there. What's that stuff called?
0: It's a, like a farmer's market.
1: Farmers market. Thank I you. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> farmers market. So yes. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. They've got a farmers market in the middle of downtown. That's yeah. really neat. But I'm looking around at all these little booths, and um, I'm realizing no one's really selling any, you know fruits or any of the kind of stuff, no peaches, peaches, (laughs) I know, no pies, no one's really selling anything that you would see at a farmer's market, or at least not one that I've ever been to. So then I realized it's, oh my God, it's like a farmer's market for pot.
0: Oh yes, that's awesome. (laughs) Dude,
1: no joke. Nobody was selling anything there that didn't have pot in it. Okay, so I mean, you could buy joints, you could buy brownies, you could buy cookies, um, and uh, and it was just trippy it was yeah. just like is this for real
0: so i mean as someone who's <laughs> completely unexperienced in this like how much does a brownie cost
1: <laughs> how much does a brownie
0: cost i mean and you i don't know you and you might need to convert it from like canadian dollars to uh, yeah
1: you know, <laughs> uh well i don't know if i'm the best person to ask but um so uh, i bought let's see two cookies um and they do this thing where the more you buy, the cheaper everything gets. Oh,
0: that's the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, if you are going to be there for a while, you know, buy a bunch of stuff. Um, but the the people there were uh, were like really, I mean, seriously into uh, into the medicinal qualities of the pro- the products that they were selling. Yeah. You know, so they would they'd ask you, yeah, you know, what are you here for? And um, and you know everybody had a story to, uh, to to tell. It's like, oh yeah, back pain or I got know, anxiety stomach issues. I have yeah, anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, yeah. And then they would just kind of recommend a certain product. And you know, I've got a pop and,
0: problem. Uh, <laughs> I know exactly. Well, I'm
1: just addicted. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm um, just addicted. Here <laughs> yeah. it is. Here
0: you go. We have something to help that.
1: <laughs> More of it. Yeah. So yeah. So I got. I think I got two cookies for. Twenty bucks. Okay, um, but they were more than seriously, the
0: Safeway price of fifty for five dollars. Yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> they were
1: seriously high yeah. potency. Yeah, like six hundred milligrams of THC or something in one wow. little cookie. So you don't want to eat this whole thing at once you do just know you having a probably sweet nobody yeah well <laughs> <laughs> definitely keep some other munchies around uh, <laughs> to satisfy that craving um so yeah so there i was and um i had my two cookies and uh mm, and found myself you know eventually at the concert uh-huh. and um i had a i went to a a shirt store and i bought a uh, Dark Side of the Moon shirt okay. to wear to the concert. Nice. So I had this, I had this uh, plastic bag, and I had the shirt in the bag, and I had my last cookie in the bag. Um, so there I am at the concert next to my dad, right? And I'm like, okay, I've got this cookie in my bag. Like, when do I eat part of it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I had already put my shirt on, so really the only thing in the paper in the in the plastic bag was was the cookie, and um, it disappeared. It did. Like the bag was gone. Okay. The cookie was gone.
0: The shirt was gone?
1: No, I still had the shirt okay.
0: on. <laughs> oh, you put the shirt on. I okay. still had
1: the shirt on. It didn't, it yeah. didn't disappear. Okay. <laughs> but the, the problem was I hadn't realized that it was missing until like the next day. Right. And I had no memory of seeing that thing after I sat down in my chair. Right. So one of two things happened. huh One, it <laughs> fell down under the chair and I never saw it. Uh-huh. Which is what I hope would happen. The more
0: likely, op- the more
1: likely option was. <laughs> the, the, yeah. And the, the other thing that might have happened um, uh, was that I told my dad. My dad is a guy who loves wearing jackets that have all these pockets in them. Like yeah. he's a walking suitcase, that guy. Okay. So uh, he always buys these jackets that, has, that have at least six or eight pockets in them. So what I'm afraid might have happened is that I said, hey, dad, can I put, you know, put this bag in your pocket? You, you don't remember saying that. I don't remember saying that, though. But there's a lot of things that I don't remember. Okay. You know, from that <laughs> After evening. <one> cookie. Okay. <laughs> right. And um, so the next morning, I uh, I called my dad. He was staying in the same hotel we were staying in. Yeah. A uh, different room. I called him. And I said, hey, dad, did I ever give you a plastic bag last night? That I had my shirt in it. Did I give that to you? And... Um, he said, "No, I don't remember. I don't remember."
0: He doesn't remember because he ate the cookie. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he has
1: a sweet tooth. He has a sweet tooth. Oh my God! Uh, more for chocolate, and this was a chocolate cookie, um, than for cookies. But uh, but he said, "No, I I don't I uh, don't remember." You know, you I giving don't me a bag. Remember
0: much of that night, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and I said, um, "Well, you know, it was the same bag. I don't, know if you remember? But it was the same bag. I had my shirt down, uh-huh. shirt." you know, in that I had just bought before the show, and then I put my shirt on, and I still had the bag. And I never gave the bag to you?
0: How did he you said, get back to the hotel, by the way? Did you fly? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so, well, uh, so he said, well, was there anything in it? Because <laughs> he was... T- you know, I hadn't mentioned uh-huh. anything about what the contents of the bag. I was just w- worried about the bag. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, uh, n- no.
3: <laughs> so I just like, wanted the bag. <laughs>
0: so he's like, oh, well. Why you know, would you want a fucking bag, Jens? Right. So he's,
1: like, he's like, don't worry about it. It was just a bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, I was just wondering, you know. that I just, I didn't, I didn't go into it uh-huh. anymore. And I just, I mean, my fear was that, yeah, he might have found the cookie <laughs> and it would be very much like my dad if he just ate it and never told me about it
0: what do you know <laughs> Would he even know if he was high like no, i have no
1: idea dude <laughs> i have no idea i'm sure he was never that kind of guy uh-huh. um but he did live in san francisco in the 60s um but he never was part of the whole you know free love and golden Gate uh, park missed the beatles missed concert out. there he totally missed out <laughs> Totally missed out. But I swear, I do have a picture of me when I was uh, maybe four years old, three years old. Uh, there's a party, right? My dad at my dad and mom's house. He's at handing a party, you a joint. <laughs> and there's a freaking pot plant in the corner. There is. Okay. Unmistakably. Uh-huh. So uh, there's got to be a story there. I've never asked him about
0: yeah, that. Yeah, I've gone back to that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so I just had this fear of all of a sudden that, uh, you know, um, he had, he had consume this cookie or he was going to find it when he got home and then consume it and um and yeah i don't know fall down and break a leg right he's not the youngest guy we don't know what happened with the cookie so it's a mystery till this day day it'll be uh it's a cliffhanger sorry i wish yeah exactly Um, (laughs) i wish i knew what happened to that empty bag that did not have a you know a a pot cookie in it
0: (laughs) well good times crazy Grandy. Yeah. And so uh, the question that I have to leave the story on uh, for you is how is uh, seeing a concert, especially a Roger Waters concert uh, high?
1: Oh, uh, well, you have to. Yeah, it's it's a must. It's a yeah, must. It's yeah. a must thing. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you really want to understand the music. Uh, preferably, you need to take whatever drugs the band was on when they wrote the song. Mm-hmm. But since I, so okay. Yeah. Since <laughs> since I have no idea what that what those drugs were, or don't have access to any of them anyway. Um, you know, pot did it for me. So, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Good times. Yeah. Did did, uh, did your wife partake? Um.
1: I hear that she did. Okay. Although <laughs> I'd never witnessed it.
0: Fair enough. Good, good GC <laughs> answer. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Good story. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, let's move on to live in the vineyard content. I don't have any segue, but we'll move on. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of music ahead. So I hope you got your listening ears ready. Lots of uh, great music coming up. First song we're going to hear is from a band uh, called uh, Joseph. So they're uh, this is a song called White Flag. Here it is.
4: This is called White Flag. We're Joseph. Thank you all so much. Woo!
0: okay so that was joseph white flag um on concert pipeline and so we're going to continue on to the next band that, that came up this is the second band um and it's a band called heim now you've heard of heim
1: um i've heard of hymen
0: okay okay fair enough <laughs> i for some reason i thought you had heard about this band i thought we talked about that but i guess not um but uh yeah, it's three sisters, um, and that—that's uh, mostly what I know about the band. Their father was at the show. They used to be in a band, um, actually, with their father, with their parents, for like fifteen years. She's um, mm. interesting. The mm-hmm. um, and um, and so that's mostly what I got to hear. They're kind of they're a, a little bit country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, they did a cover of Shania Twain's That Don't Impress Me Much. Mm. Um, we're not going to play that cover because That Don't Impress Me Much.
1: Ah oh, ha ha. So you, you put it out there, but then no pulling it away from everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, was, you know, I had that down in my notes to play that song, but then when you were look, uh, looking at uh, some of the concert pipeline videos for uh, Live in the Vineyard, which you can check out at Facebook, God, be quicker than Facebook that. <laughs> concert pipeline pod. There you go. Um, you you saw the video of Haim doing a cover of an artist that I respect much more than Shania Twain,
1: and that is Tom Petty.
0: It is yes, and we talked recently. Uh, obviously, of course. We talked, like, as he was dying, we potted, uh, like, is he dead or is he not, right? Right.
1: There was, like, this mystery for several hours on what the status of his his health was. And and we
0: even had that tweet, like, that that someone said, Mm -hmm. which I still think is brilliant, like, of 1 p.m., tom petty dies 4 p.m Tom petty comes back to life 8 p.m tom petty does benefit for the las vegas victims <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was insane oh my gosh i almost peed my pants i mean my my i, I was so you know sad about the possibility of, of of tom petty dying but i was just roaring in laughter because i was
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it was one of those too soon but you know yeah. someone had to say it sort of yeah. thing it was so perfectly timed And that it was
1: because some news media yeah Thing uh, they, they jumped, spr- the, screwed screwed it. They jumped so the gun. They jumped the gun. Yeah, they you know, they announced his death before he had passed away.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean uh, right. uh, And then all jump on board, right? And like it's like he's mm. dead, and because I hear one say it, and then so it became a thing. But then they're like, well, not really dead so much as he's alive.
1: Right. So, but
0: <clears throat> almost. We'll say almost, maybe. But we're not going to put it in stone. You know, sort of thing. Like it was mm. it was a hazy time when we kind of recorded the podcast on the night that um, Tom Petty died. So yeah. may, may he rest in peace. You know, not making any joke about that because he's such an amazing artist.
1: He's fantastic. He's one of my favorite artists, that guy. Yeah. And so. So, great great tribute here. Yes. Um, They do a cover. They do.
0: Of, 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 I I believe, I would say it's my favorite Petty song, probably, and it's uh, I Won't Back Down.
3: mm
0: -hmm. Um, And so, we're going to listen to uh, Haim covering Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. Here it is.
3: In the ground. and up. I-
0: Down but a uh, cover of Tom Petty by the band Haim, uh that played uh at Live in the Vineyard. And um and I uh I sat in the front row of Live in the Vineyard with uh, uh my brother in law, I guess you can call him, and also um, this friend that um, had remembered us from, the, um, from Live in the Vineyard last year. And she brought her friend uh, as well, who uh, was a huge fan of Haim and was uh, just so ecstatic to get to uh, see them and had seen them live before, like the Fillmore and other, uh, other shows. But this obviously is such a unique experience. And it's so cool right now to be out here and have, like, toads.
1: I know. I was just like, what is that noise? It, I think that's like, a toad
0: yeah toads uh you know joining in the podcast here in the background so it's not like you have
1: a pond here why is there a toad i know but
0: but i even rain i even like the atmosphere even more a little bit right now like we we i think one of the last times we potted here on the patio because sometimes we'll pot out here on, on the on my patio which is screened in it's just so cool to sit out on the vineyard and have a beer and pod and you no, know, no. And last time, last time it was like this fucking loud crow, which is like, ah,
1: oh. oh, right. Oh, I think it was horrible.
0: You know, sort of thing. It's much more peaceful to have the toad yeah. join us. Why don't you the- have
1: Joe come over here and go crow hunting?
0: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so that was uh, that was Heim. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they did a fantastic job with that song.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's great to just. To have the tribute to tom and definitely his memory and, that was
1: very nice of them
0: um and so we're gonna move forward to the next artist uh we're gonna play from live in the vineyard and that is julia michaels uh now julia michaels young uh, lady who was born in 93 um uh, much younger than you slightly much younger, younger than, than me, me. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep rubbing in ages here uh and uh Uh, And she began, like, performing as a teenager, and she was writing songs that were given to, like, other high-profile artists, like uh, Demi Lovato and Gwen Stefani and uh, some others, uh, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, And she signed to Republic Records and uh, released her debut single, um, Issues, um, which peaked at number 11 in the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States. Um, And... Um, and so we're going to play a song by uh, Julian Michaels here now. And, All right. and this is a song called Worst in Me. Okay. Julia Michaels, Worst in Me, here on Concert Pipeline. And we're going to move forward to uh, the next performer that played at Live in the Vineyard. Uh, this is Friday night's, the first night of Live in the Vineyard, all-female evening, which, uh, you know, like you compared it to Lilith Fair. That's an interesting comparison. But, yeah. But I, more more intimate, I'm sure.
1: More intimate, yeah, uh, indoor. I don't know. Lilith Fair might have been indoor in some venues. I went to a little fair once. It was actually really quite cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You did. I never went. You never went. You enjoyed it. Like Sarah McLaughlin and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Sarah McLaughlin. She's Canadian, right? Sure. Um, so I saw her before she got really big. She came to our university like right, I think the year before her fame, uh, played in our cafeteria or something. And it was, it was amazing. Um. But uh, I mean, the the You're show like, that,
0: that girl is going to save some animals. Is yes. That, is that the one that, that does the pet commercials? I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't know.
1: Sarah McLaughlin? In maybe. the
0: Arms of the angel. Who is that? So
1: that's Sarah McLaughlin.
0: That is, okay. Mm-hmm. So she does, all, yeah, she does those pet commercials, right? Like, yeah. uh, like with the dogs with one eye hanging out. That girl is going to save some one eyed dogs.
1: I haven't seen that. No? But okay. there are there, uh, other amazing artists there. Tracy Chapman, uh, I remember there, she made a huge impression. Um, I don't remember who else was there. Anyway. yeah. So this was sort of like Little Fair, but not...
0: Yeah, it, it kind of... Yeah, it was an array of female musicians, anyway. Um, and uh, it's the SPCA commercials. You've never seen these SPCA commercials Jens, where... She does. Uh, I mean, oh god, fucking.
1: Oh no, no yeah. commercials on this pod. Uh, co-
0: yeah, commercial <laughs> to watch a commercial, right? Isn't that like the, the worst? Like, here we go. Every every hour, uh, an animal is beaten. Oh, or
1: is. I forgot about those. During during the time of this podcast, oh. there's been an animal beaten. Oh man, okay. This is like tear fest.
0: Yeah, like it's like to the and I know. I
1: Yeah, this is a cure-jerker. You can stop it now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't This is just making me depressed, man.
0: Look at that. Look at the sad puppy eye.
1: Uh, Abandoned for the rest of its life in prison. You
0: you wonder if they, like, beat these animals before they take their picture, or if... (laughs) Or like to be able to like get some homes. Can you imagine Sarah it?
1: McLaughlin beating a dog? just <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> so she could make this. freaking right? commercial. Anyway, Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin did not beat any animals in the taping of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> instead, ZZ Ward is uh, coming up here and I also did not beat any animals during the pre performance at Live in the Vineyard. Um, and she signed to Boardwalk Entertainment Group and Hollywood Records. Um, her debut uh, EP, Criminal, came out on two, in 2012. I think I, I want to say I saw her at Bottle Rock um, a couple years ago when I, uh, I went with Joe and we were passing the, um, like there's a culinary stage where they do, um, like they partner musicians together or mu- musicians and other talent together uh, to musicians and chefs to, to make to, to cook something. And so I think she was brought on stage with Brett Denon and she had to make beignets and oh. and she didn't know what a beignet was.
1: Yeah. You know, I didn't know what a beignet was until I went to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the home of beignet, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can get them at Disneyland too.
1: You can, okay. Um,
0: and uh, <laughs> in in the New Orleans area, though, kind of, there's a restaurant in the New Orleans area uh, of Disneyland. So if you don't want to go all the way to Disney, I mean, to New Orleans, you you can take a shorter trip to Disneyland.
1: There we go. So yeah, if you happen to live in Florida or California or something,
0: there you go. Yeah. So um, so we're gonna hear a song from ZZ Ward, and this is a song called "Charlie Ain't Home."
4: From this house, black stilettos on leather couch. how blue jeans, sticking tight like blue. Soaking wet, drinking up like juice. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Pictures break and the floorboards crack Oh, my tongue is a silver key Swimming deep in the center sea Come on, come on, come on, come on
0: We have a Canada theme here on the podcast tonight, right, Jens? We
1: do, yeah. We've we been do. talking quite a bit about Canada, eh?
0: Yeah, well, eh, we're going to continue on, eh, uh, to Lindsay L., and uh, she's a Canadian country music singer, Jens, uh, songwriter and guitarist. She's from Calgary, Alberta. Ah, Yes, uh, her music brings in brings together rock, blues, pop, and and some country in there as well. So, I mean, she, her performance was actually uh, pretty cool. Like she uh, she get she is uh, gets down on that guitar. Like she uh, she rocked really. Um, I mean, she put on a pretty good performance. I liked it. Um, and she's uh, she's uh, kind of younger too. She's born in eighty nine. Hmm. Uh, All right. And, yeah, and. Uh, her, her first full-length country album, *The Project*, was released in August of this year. Uh, debuted at number one on the Nielsen SoundScan U.S. current country album charts, so she's uh, um, she's rocking the country charts right now. Mm. Pretty big stuff, and um, but has definitely has a rock feel to her mm-hmm. uh, her, her music as well. Mm. Um, in in how much she shreds that guitar. So Sweet. Uh, so we're gonna play. Um, her single from uh, that she did at uh, Live in the Vineyard and this is a song called Space That was Lindsay L. Um, and we're going to continue on, Jens. We have one more artist to play on the podcast uh, tonight. So we're going to close it out with one more song from Live in the Vineyard. Okay. Right. Uh, now, remember that Bare Naked Ladies' new album, uh, Live Nudes, uh, comes out on November 17th.
1: That is soon.
0: Yes. And you should definitely check that out. It's, uh, I, yeah, I really, I mean, I talk about it in the interview, but um, I feel it's, you know, really different from what, what they've done before they've, they departed from their, um, they had two lead singers before Ed and Steven. And, um, and they departed from Steven, you know, a handful of years back, uh, at this point, And I've done three albums now, uh, with, without him. And so they've kind of changed their feel. If uh, it feels like, but they also explore into a lot of different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll get to hear, um, a, a plethora of their uh, material different a lot of different material that they created um on their new album live nudes um so so check that out um also um you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Periscope, uh, Facebook. If MySpace still existed, I'm sure you could follow, follow, <laughs> uh, follow us. I remember like, the
1: yeah. days of MySpace.
0: Right. I'm, yeah. yeah. Um, so check us out on all the platforms. Um, next time on Concert Pipeline Yens, we're going to have the third of the three interviews that I did at that show at Bottom of the Hill um um, a couple of weeks back now all right Um, and that is authority zero they headlined um i talked to the lead singer about um uh, i I think i may have interviewed him like 13 years ago or something along those lines you know (laughs) so uh I, i him or someone else in the band i don't know it was a long time ago but um, but it was, you know, I got to see them again after a long time, so we're gonna have them on the podcast next time. Um, and so, for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, that is Jen Shippel.
1: and that is Steve Jones,
0: and we're gonna play you out with Sarah Evans. Um, this is another cover song, which a lot of bands did stripped-down performances, uh, as well as some did covers of other songs. It was just this cool, you know, vibe at Live in the Vineyard. This is a, a cover of. Uh, Shut Up and Dance With Me. So uh, Sarah Evans, take it away.